Hello, listeners. Welcome back to Life with Magic, the podcast that uh, was consistently happening until the pandemic really got my ass and I had to sit the fuck down to get my shit together. But the reason that I'm doing this special podcast with Desiree Dick and Ricky Rose is because I just found out that I won Best of Gay DC's, uh, DC's Best Drag King and Desiree Dick won DC's Best Drag Queen. And... <laughs> That's Desiree, by the way. That little burp was not me. Just want y'all to know. And Ricky Rose is last year's best of gay DC, DC's best drag king. So I was like, let's just get together and have like a real ass conversation about what this actually means. Cause I don't know what it means. So I'm hoping Ricky's gonna give me some insight. Do I get a, a plaque? Do I get like a signature? Do I get a poster of myself? Like what do I what what do I win, Ricky? What do I win? <laughs> Is that a question now? Yes. <laughs> and I'm not editing shit out, so. <laughs> All right. So you get this plaque. Uh-huh. Uh, if they do their due diligence, it will be spelled correctly. Mine is not. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you get to hold the title and use it on your resume. Ooh. And sometimes you'll get blacklisted for it. Oh yeah, haters gonna hate. Oh, what does that mean? What does getting blacklisted mean in the drag king community or just drag community? Hmm. Yeah, so I noticed a lot of the queens that I would uh, try to bridge that gap with before I got the title uh-huh. suddenly kind of changed their tune and started treating me differently, and poof went the gigs <laughs> and. Wow. Um, yeah, but I mean, I personally used the title to kind of prove my place in this scene and this city because it mm-hmm. is so diverse and cutthroat yeah. and saturated, which is great, but mm-hmm. also hard to like make a, a good coin in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to use it to continue to elevate my platform from like what I said I would do from the jump, and that's to elevate. AFAB and trans BIPOC voices and other marginalized voices in the community. Mm. Before we like dive deep into your work, can you tell me about yourself? Because I forgot to do the intro. Like that's how long <laughs> I've been out of this podcast game. I was like, wait a minute. I'm gonna need y'all to introduce yourselves to the people who might be aware of what drag is. Some people be coming from everywhere. So it's like, if you're listening and you don't know what drag is, like, I don't know why you're on this podcast. But if you're listening and you're like, who are these people? I'm gonna let them you know, talk to you for a second. So you get to know the voice that you're going to be listening to, if that makes sense. So Ricky can go first and then Desiree can go right after them. Of course. I am Ricky Rose. I am a drag king, drag lusk, go-go dancer, whatever it is, you name it, I can do it. In Based out of DC by way of Puerto Rico, I am a non-binary two-spirit and yeah i don't know i represent everything i am whenever i get on stage mm. Ooh, spicy right okay <laughs> like it's so diplomatic <laughs> i don't right. know if i could do all that i'll try all um, right okay so my name is desiree dick i am five years old almost six i'm originally 27 i am a latin alternative uh, weirdo queer artist 
and um, a drag show producer and performer. And here in DC, I'm here to fight for safe spaces and for all kinds of drag to be valid, plus every fucking person to know that they can do drag no matter what the fuck they want to do or present themselves as. As long as people are enjoying it and it's entertainment, that's what I am here for. And I'm so glad to win Best DC Drag Queen just to kind of put that shit in the city and just kind of tell everyone that you can do whatever the fuck you want and still be the best. Mm. I think it's really fucking cool that the three of us are fairly new because it's like, Desiree, you said you got five years under your belt. Uh, Ricky, we started around the same time, I believe, because I have three years under my belt and you got three years under your belt, I think. Is that correct? (laughs) All right. So it's like, we're fairly... you know of this new wave of people that have come in but i feel like as immigrants as you know alternative performers as people who just in life we've had to fight for our place i think it's especially meaningful that we've been the best of the city whatever that means you know because that means that like some people saw our art and were like I like them. I fuck with them. Mm-hmm. I like them beards and titties. I like that weird shit. I'm like, is that Desiree eating a baby? Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that why Luigi? Like, what the fuck? Like the goblin. Top goblin. Top goblin power. Yes. The hobgoblins are winning. Like, to the people listening that are like, Magic, what are you what are y'all talking about? Like basically in drag, just like every other um mainstream anything there's a lot of misconceptions and there's a lot of drama there's a lot of feuds like a lot of people's idea of drag comes from like rupaul's drag race so it's like they see oh all these queens are just catty they're supposed to be pretty and like this is the type of drag that's celebrated and then you come look at us and we're some weirdos we cute as shit don't get me wrong we are fine as fuck (laughs) But we do whatever the fuck we want to do because we have no rules. Like, we don't allow anyone to... Tell us what to do. Right. We don't let nobody tell us what the fuck to do. So, like, this is our... You know, you get to take a little walk inside our minds and get to pick our brains, kind of, when it comes to why we do what the fuck we do, which is amplify our voices and other people's voices who are just like us. And we get to represent. Hell yeah. What Um, do you represent, Desiree? Um, you know, like a lot of just being free of sexuality, sex, weirdness, loudness, you know, I just feel like uh, being unpolished, but also being polished, if you want to say it, just like the rebellious of not following a structure and kind of also, as people call me, outspoken and problematic, but problematic and outspoken for a reason and why those reasons Mm. behind it, you know? Mm-hmm. so what does it feel like to and then feel free to answer like whoever these questions are just gonna like pop up as we go yeah and like i said we're not editing shit so like what does it feel like to swim against the current ricky you want to go first yeah Oof. it is that is a tough question a great <laughs> question but a tough question um especially right now oh god this pandemic um it is so hard um it's really really hard to continue feeling like you're fighting for your place here in the world and to continue finding that motivation to create 
um, when everything is feels like it's being destroyed around you. Yeah. And it's really hard to remind yourself constantly, like how far you've come and to look at where you are when you're in the moment um, in comparison to like where you started. Mm. That's so true. Oh God. I'm going against, I guess the water in the beginning for me was, I was, I was trying to go with the water but a lot of people were just kind of like, get the fuck out of our pond. Like, we don't mm. like you or we don't <laughs> like that, which I was very like, okay. So I started hopping from streams to stream if we're getting the metaphor going. Um, mm-hmm. And I kind of like was thinking of just like, instead of following people and listening to people, why don't I just like create my own stream? Why don't I just separate myself from people who are either going to be negative, are going to say bad things about you, or are going to block you, blacklist you, I'd rather have my own spotlight than behind someone than be behind someone else's, you know. Mm. There you go. Damn, you poetic as fuck. Doesn't raise shit. You I know, know, we had it in you. <laughs> I'm loud. I'm loud and crazy during the shows, but you know. Oh my god, and I think that's what people fail to realize. It's like a lot of us are full of rage and anger because we are immigrants who've had to fight for everything we fucking have. Like, literally, in our fucking workplaces, in just life i could be walking down the street and somebody just decides to be a fucking karen and i gotta like defend myself so it's like Mm -hmm. we're always in self-defense mode and people try to like take our rage and like take our heart and and make it look like we are problematic and loud and and, like just causing trouble right and it's wild because it's like the same people that rejected us start to just keep an eye on us when we start spy on us google it Desiree said, Google me, bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what has been like your favorite like drag moment just ever? Um, For in general, just, uh, I mean, performing around the cities, like uh, Austin Drag Festival and Bushwig and just meeting people like you and Ricky, who kind of just like taught me and kind of guided me to a different perspective of drag because I did have a solid perspective but I feel like meeting all these people learning all these things as someone who's also like an immigrant who can't talk for shit pronouns is hard for me learning all these different things that you guys taught me was like impacting for me so just in general drag just kind of expanded more of the queer horizon and like just a a crazy world to explore that I never thought I would get into yeah That is my favorite part about all this shit. What about you, Ricky? What do you love about this shit? Yeah, I feel that. Um, whenever I'm like asked about my drag journey or whatever, like it's it's really not an exaggeration when I say that drag saved my life and changed my life. Um, it gave me so much confidence, um, not just in general, but like confidence to come out as like my true self and to be my true self like a hundred percent um yeah it's it's completely changed my life I if I had to pick a moment honestly I have to say this pandemic um producing my own shows online especially like last night I finally brought my show to twitch and like it went off better than I could have imagined um being able to connect with so many diverse performers from all over the world in one platform and just like the way they turn it out <laughs> like mm. it's it's such a 
heartfelt experience. And then like, of course, when I get the feedback from folks who are watching the show um, and like just being appreciative of the space created, like that, that is what I do this for. It's to create the space and to see joy and to create joy. Yeah, that is the best part is to like watch drag and get everyone see what the what the fuck that it's inside their minds, you know, in mm. person, live or digitally. Mm-hmm. That's really fucking interesting because like I feel like the fact that you said the, the this pandemic has been one of your favorite moments. Like I'm not gonna lie, my face was like, what? Like <laughs> fucking like the pandemic? Like, you know, it's just a weird place to be in where we're like constantly searching for joy and sometimes it helps to hear someone else shift your perspective in something because like i know we all talk mad shit about 2020 because like (laughs) fuck 2020 but this pandemic has affected our art in a way that like i feel like it's going to change us forever i feel like it's going to change the course of our path because now that we've had to create by ourselves and like we can't be all clicky and like you know you don't have your friends hyping you up all up in your ass and shit you know (laughs) it's like you have to like check why the fuck you do what you do because if you can't survive under any conditions do you create for yourself or and it's a kind of like a test because a lot of performers will be like well i miss the stage i miss the stage i miss the stage well bitch you got the stage right there with the camera and like digital shit happening i mean it's hard but if you love what you do and it's not just about the money or the clicks or the hanging out and the kiki it's about your art, then you are ready to fucking do it. Ricky Rose, after the pandemic, the bitch went boom, 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 show after show after show after show. I was like, what the fuck? And then I, after like two months later, I start getting into it. I was like, how is this bitch doing this? Nah. Yo, I'm not going to lie. Ricky has been literally the biggest hustler that I've ever fucking met. And they inspire me to like, you know, grind the fuck out of like, just everything because it's like ricky has been non-stop literally from the second that they touched foot on the fucking ground it was like i'm a drag king boom bitches y'all gonna watch me and y'all gonna hear me it's like mm-hmm. i don't care who likes me and who doesn't like me and that shit has really inspired me so like after the pandemic hit same thing you said i was like virtual shows what are those you know like <laughs> i was like well ricky's doing it so bitch you better figure out how to do it because it's possible mm-hmm. and i think it, it's a beautiful thing to have friends that like inspire you like friends that like basically the way that i look at it it's like if you're the first one to do something you're like clearing a path for other people to follow behind you so it's like thank you ricky for oh, yeah. being oh. one of the first people to like fully dive into the drag queen uh world like one yeah. of the first drag kings to fully embrace that collaboration you infiltrated right i was like knock knock hi it's little old me watch me do this shit you know and i feel like you're just a leader by by nature because like after you did that then everyone else was like wait we've been lied to all along we can work with <laughs> right what? yeah like they don't hate us what the fuck you know so yeah, and I don't think it's about the hate. It's about the, the misunderstanding and because they don't mm-hmm. understand it. Like people mostly don't, they like right. just don't want to deal with it. And it's just like, you just have to give it a chance. You just, I'm a human person too. I'm just like doing different things than you. So mm-hmm. how did it feel Ricky to be the one to infiltrate the queen's lair? You know? Oh God, y'all are going to make me cry. Um, no. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of hard work. It's still hard work. Um, but I mean, it just kind of goes back to like what I said before, like drag completely changed and saved my life. So like, this is the second I saw you on stage magic. Uh, I was like, this is what I want to do. So I went home, practiced. And then yeah, started knocking down those doors that I was told would stay closed for us. Uh, because a, this is what I needed to be doing. And B, we deserve to be on those same stages. We deserve to be making that same coin. We deserve to be seen and celebrated the same way these drag race queens are seen and celebrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that the community needs like that representation, especially in live or digitally, to just see someone who can be just like them, you know? They see mm-hmm. an African-American titty bearded person, like, you know what? I could do that. Or a Puerto Rican sexy thing over there. Like, oh, I could do that too, you know? Like, it's not like, oh, I have to be this cookie cutter. I have to do this. I have to do that. You know, there's so many different ways. Because just like every race and he, every fucking person, it's all kind of different shit. And that representation really matters. Mm. Speaking of shit, Desiree, are you using the bathroom? No, that was John. I was watching him poop. <laughs> I'm dead. It was like, I heard the toilet flush. It was like, nigga, what the? Like... He let me watch. <laughs> That is the most romantic thing I've ever fucking heard. Like, <laughs> We've been stuck together for like, what, nine months now? Goddamn. Oh my God. I was like, Desiree is really taking a shit right now. Like, this is on brand, pee-pee poo-poo. So like, I'm not surprised. All the time. <laughs> but, you know, to, to kind of sound off on what you were saying, Desiree, it's like, as the, uh, what did you call me? You said African-American titty beard king. Yeah. You know, it's like, it feels really good to own my body and to be able to be like, hey, I'm black as fuck. I'm queer as fuck. I'm African as fuck. I'm, you know, pansexual as fuck. And I'm proud to be all these things, even though everything from my upbringing was like, nah, you can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do this. So I think representation is one of the most important thing, like things that I focus on. Cause like, imagine if you saw someone like you doing what the fuck you wanted to do like as a kid you know like if you had like if little little old Desiree ripping the doll heads and biting like the dicks off of like the Ken dolls or whatever was like oh my god pee pee poo poo look at this crazy ass <laughs> motherfucker just doing this shit like I feel like our life like our life would have been very different like how do you think it would have been if you had some crazy wild ass person to like look up to growing up I think it would have just made me feel less shy and less worried about myself and what I say or do. In the mm. beginning, I was trying to go and fit with the Latin community, and then I tried to fit with the pageant performer because people kept telling me, no, you need to look pretty. No, you need to look like this. You need to dress like this. You need to put this. You need to do that. You need to do this. And I was just like, well, I just want to like rub my vagina on the floor and like throw a dildo at someone. <laughs> And they're like, no, 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 you can't do that. Like, that's that's wrong. Or you can't post a picture of you eating a burger in drag. I'm like, bro, I'm a human person. Drag queens eat too, the fuck? And so I had to keep going. And other people kept telling me, like, you need to watch your mouth. You're too outspoken. Or because I didn't like the way things were running Ooh. behind the scenes, you know? Mm. Like, there were people who would uh, gatekeep um, new performers so their family stays in place or their friends stay in place or their or their or, you know friends wing money and crowns so for me it was just kind of like y'all are kind of like stepping and blocking me from doing something I want to do and I already felt rejected by my family I rejected mm-hmm. my family my friends boyfriends 
and I thought drag was like the last step and that it felt me it, I just felt rejected again and then I kind of was like you know fuck them I, I'm gonna stop crying about this shit and no matter what I still try to be friends with people I still try to help people out and financials or supporting or whatever but when people still want to repay you and say nah i don't like you or talk shit behind your back or talk shit about oh well dildos and babies and pee pee poo poo that's not funny well it's funny now because i'm best dc queen aren't i so like you know so i just stepped away and i said well i'm gonna find my own spotlight i'm gonna make my own shows and then i started running into people like ricky devoid uh bratwurst and i started running into this whole entire more alternative scene Mm. you know and I was like whoa there's more people that I felt like you guys were kind of buried down in the hatch that I, I didn't even know like I know drag kings existed and drag performers talked about having drag kings shows in the past but like when I came in I said nothing except for queens mm. Ricky I know you got some shit to say because I heard the ooh and the <laughs> ah <laughs> no that uh the piece about well all of that really because I feel like I've kind of been a little bit on the same journey just like fast forwarded I guess <laughs> yeah I mean you kind of talk it's kind of like the same timeline too yeah um but especially that piece about people telling you to like watch your mouth and watch what you say people don't want to hear outspoken folks they don't want to see people trying to make change they just want to stay comfortable um and in what they know which like yeah. fair but Change also, is supposed to be uncomfortable. They also don't want to hear the feedback that is wrong. You know, they want to mm. stay in their perfect little world for themselves. Yup. Bruh. I feel like that's one of the most weirdest things for me to, like, navigate is someone who's, like, I'm just a naturally quiet-ass person. So, like, I hate confrontation, you know? So it's, like, when I hear people telling me that, like, hey, you have to watch your mouth or you have to, like, do this or do that, I'm, like... In art, I got to watch my mouth and watch my shit. In art, like, this is mm -hmm. about my shit. Like, this is, you know, in the workplace, we, we are kind of socialized to, like, careful what you say, you might lose your job. Careful what you say, you might lose this, you know. Careful how you look like. Exactly. It's like, make sure you look prim and proper and, like, you fit in, you fit in and don't do anything that makes you stick out. And especially, I think having immigrant parents also really fucking, for me personally, you know, they taught me how to, like, be as, like, whitewashed as I possibly could be, you know? Have your yep. professional-ass voice on the phone. Talk that like this. I had the same thing. <laughs> Bruh. So, like, seeing that shit and then, like, coming to, to, like, my art and then someone is like, hey, drag kings can't have their titties out. I'm like, bitch, you can suck both of my fucking titties. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm going to do it, you know? And I think for me, it's like my actions are my strongest uh, way of fighting back. Because I'm like, I'm not begging for no gigs. I never, mm -mm. never, ever, ever, ever will yep. ask somebody for a gig. I, you know? Yeah, I had people like close gigs or close doors on me and said, well, I'm going to make a new one. Right. Yep. Like, shit. It's like... I don't want to be in your lane. Like, there is not a competition because, like, the only thing that I fucking want to do is just be free. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I think, it's just wild because I, I know that a lot of people have their own metrics of, like, how they measure success in the drag world. Like, how many followers you got or how many bookings you have or how many gigs. Crowns. Security, right. How many crowns you have or what is it, rats? What is a Baltimore handout? 
I don't know, some fake ass rats that are not actually real. <laughs> well, I'm glad they don't hand out real rats. Like, <laughs> but it's like it's it. There's just how do you measure success in your drag? Yeah, and that's kind of hard because like when I, I guess me and Ricky would start. I'd love to hear your story, but it's uh like John, my fiance, would say be like because I'd be like we, me. I feel like me and Ricky and you would feel like down or because of how people say but like our fans or friends are always like they're just behind in the shadows they're just waiting to just support when they can Mm. you know i think that's my measurement is how many people just come to the show and hang out and just like the free spirit Mm. ricky Ricky? (laughs) yeah no i feel that um it's it's so wild to like try to measure success in like this art form that of course has become a job for so many of us um, out of love and also out of necessity (laughs) because of this Mm. pandemic. Um, So yeah, it's, it's hard to like, I guess, feel like you're making an impact, but that's success. I agree. It comes from like the people you actually make an impact on and like, you know, reach out to you with messages or the comments or the loves or the shares and just like reminding you like you are being seen and you are being heard and people yeah like Desiree said people are just waiting to celebrate you so we just gotta keep going mm. so you're not trying to be on RuPaul's uh, Drag Race Ricky Black, nah. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to be in that new show Drag yeah, Magic Dyke is doing Drag hey, <laughs> Drag Me King oh my god I'm gonna plug that shit later but <laughs> <laughs> But that's, I think, when people are like, when you say, you know, I do drag, the first thing that comes out of people's mouths is like, oh, like RuPaul. I'm like, oh, no, not like that. Like, you're never going to see a person, you know, you're never going to see, well, actually, no, I can, can I proudly say that? What's the word? Uh, maybe I might have to cut this out because I'm like I can't speak (laughs) my African words are like what the English word for this (laughs) but it's like when you watch RuPaul's Drag Race and you see the way that that shit is actually set up the system where it's like yeah there's a black person leading it but like how are the black queens treated how are who's the villain in all these shows when you look at their followers and it's like why does a basic my basic Betty have like three million followers and you're like oh this bomb ass you know black and bougie bad bitch has like 500k and you're like they were on the same show you know so it's, it's just shit like that where you're like it's that controlled media you know that they have it's like this is what we approve this is what we have blah 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 it's the same thing in different cities like they mm-hmm. said representative counts and if you put that out there people will see it that's the only thing they'll see so that's i think what you and your shows and ricky's shows have done is to show there's more than that and i think that's what rupaul doesn't do right and it's like i love i literally only follow like all the black queens because i'm like i don't watch rupaul's drag race but when i do see like oh it was like peppermint and i was like oh yes you sound lit and it's like i never watched <laughs> this show so i can't like be a fake fan but like I follow people's work, you know, so I'm grateful for the exposure that RuPaul has given to like mm-hmm. a lot of people like the Vixen and like people justice that I just- Vixen, Justice for the Vixen. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, she was I didn't watch a, the show. She was given a really- Aggressive edit. 
villain edit on the show and was blacklisted time and time again for being outspoken as well. And finally, people are like catching up and realizing that she was right all along. Mm -hmm. Aren't we always like, aren't they always, you know? And it's wild because I met the Vixen through uh, Maxi Glamour, who uh, randomly connected me. They were like, Magic, this is Vixen. Vixen, this is Magic. And I was like, I was like, I don't know what's happening here, but like one of my all-time favorite queens, shout out to Maxi for being. Uh, we stand. We stand so hard. Follow their OnlyFans and just like mm-hmm. taking all that goodness. Like, that and so also good. Vixen has uh, Black Girl Magic, which literally blackgirlmagic.com to support mm-hmm. this artist. It's like, even in like the top tier drag where it's like, they're still fighting for the same fucking shit that we're fighting for, which is- yep why I'm like, how do you measure success? Because you can have the fame, but does the fame matter when you have all the hate at the same fucking scale? Like, you know, imagine having haters flooding your DMs. Like, I think Vixen shared some of her- Yeah, um, saying awful things. Yeah, they were saying all types of racist and like just gross things. And I was like, yo, I'd be crying about these, you know, (laughs) queens out here shadow banning me or whatever the fuck they do like I don't know what they do because I blocked them all like as far as like the DC scene like I blocked yeah I did them all too (laughs) (laughs) so it's like I don't see them like I don't see their shit anymore but like how do you respond to the hate like what the like how the fuck do you handle that shit because you know they always watching and talking shit about you like for no reason too like mind your own business (laughs) (laughs) they probably listening right now like because they nosy exactly but how do you handle the hate, uh, Desiree or Ricky? Whoever wants to go first. Ricky, you go. Okay. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> You're um, well, it's funny that like y'all say you blocked them because I got blocked <laughs> after. So I just I got tired of you know this people typing behind a keyboard and thinking they can say things without naming people and et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. and so. I started responding to those comments uh, and just saying like, why, why, why be nasty? I didn't say anything mean. I didn't say anything absurd. I would just ask like, is, is this funny? Why are you being nasty? Why, why do you, why do you get off on being a bully, a self-proclaimed bully at that? Mm. And I don't know. I, so I've been blocked by many (laughs) of them and I am just kind of, yeah, I'm at the point where I'm tired of fighting and because it's clear that they don't want to change. Uh, they don't want to hold themselves accountable. So it's time to move on. Yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. at the same pace with like Ricky. Like I, I, at first I was like, yeah, I'll try to be friends, but I kept hearing things in the back. Like I, like I said, I stepped myself and I created my own curve, but yet people still talked about me. People said things. I mean, my friends will tell me, hey, this queen was at the bar on the mic saying things or at the hanging out at the bar saying things. And I'm just like, bro, just like leave me alone. Like I try helping you. I try to be nice to you, but like leave me alone. And then when they take it to Facebook, so proclaim bullies, you can't be a bully and then get bullied and then cry about it. Like if you're a bully, stand up to be a bully, right? But they're over there like saying things like, and it's also not my fault if I'm fighting for something and I'm, I'm trying to talk about what I stand for, for what I do, what I don't 
want in my in, in backs of my state in, in the back of my stage and my performances how i want to deal with because ricky and magic you know you guys know how i work i'm like here you go here it is be respectful be nice not be a bitch to anyone who wants to say anything rude but then for people to twist words or to make it look like they're the victim or that we are hobgoblins outspoken problematic people who are whining about bookings and at the end of the day, it's not about bookings because we got our own bookings. People book us. I book them. Whatever mm-hmm. it is. We are just want change. We just want yeah. to be treated nicely. We just want none of this bickering shit and DMing like this and that. And, uh, you know, people who I don't even know or even have friends with come into my Instagram and they're spying on me because, you know, you can check so I can <laughs> see y'all checking me. <laughs> And it's just like, I'm tired of these people who want to add you on Facebook or follow you on Twitter just so they can spy on you, just so they can screenshot you, or just to like, what is that, girl? Like, mind your own business, like I said again. Like, you know, it's just like something I want to deal with. But at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm friended, blocked, don't need this person. They don't need anything from me. If they want to talk shit about me, then fine. They can come crying about a booking or something else at the end of the day. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to be like, nope, you were a bitch to me. And that's what karma is. I don't want to be... Sometimes you got to be a, be, a, be a bitch back, you know, because then people they don't, don't respect like it. you. And they, they don't, don't like it. They don't, like, they don't think we're going to fight back. Ooh, they get so upset when Wild you up. start, like, treating them how they be treating you, like, behind closed doors. And I'm like, you do know that literally your friends tell me what you say, And right? that's the thing is, like, <laughs> with the things you post on Facebook and stuff, that's, like, you're, I've seen people complain about these performers, like, why do you talk like that? Or why do you create your audience to mm-hmm. be those type of people? We are people in the community who are leaders. So if you're going to be talking shit about other people, you're just creating people in the gay community to talk shit about each other and so on and so on. Mm. Well, speaking of leaders, it's like, do we even have, like, I was like, are we the leaders now? Ricky, does does being best of gay DC mean that you're a leader? <laughs> like, what the fuck does, because no one tells us what the fuck this means. You just get it, you know? Yeah, you, you just get voted by people. Right, so it's like, what does leadership look like in this DC scene or beyond? Yeah, I think it, it absolutely goes beyond those titles. The titles help um, because people who are not, especially people who are not involved in the scene suddenly see you as somebody if, if they didn't before. Like, but honestly though, if y'all ain't following Desiree Magic, like you're living under a rock. Um, <laughs> but um, I think it absolutely goes beyond titles, the gigs, like Desiree said. And, you know, actions are the most important thing. And I think that's that does make us leaders in this community because we are actively fighting for change and trying to create and foster this supportive environment that we didn't come up in. Mm-hmm. Mm. We're trying to set something up for the, the next generation of drag performers, you know? Yo, y'all, I'm sitting here like deep in thought because you know, like the fact that y'all make me think so hard i'm like this is gonna get philosophical as fuck real quick because like <laughs> i was getting ready to talk my shit i was like fuck yeah it's like but then it's like listening to y'all talk i'm like leadership <laughs> like magic what the fuck is leadership to you because like i think a lot of the shit that we do it's like it's pretty much like thankless work 
in the yeah. sense of mm-hmm. we're not doing it for the applause. We're not yeah. doing it for like just while we're on stage. I know Ricky, you do a lot of like activism, like on and off the stage, oh, yeah. and you you know in your art, in your uh, virtual shows, in your you know like I know you were in Puerto Rico. Uh, let me say it right, Puerto Rico. Uh, was it last year? I don't know what time it is, but like, I know you've traveled to help with the like hurricane relief and stuff like they that. They raised so money. Like, right. That you had a whole ass show that was <laughs> to benefit. Um, and I think we rate, we sold out the fucking uh, do oh, yeah. drop in. Oh, and God. right. You got so many fucking like donations and shit like that. So it's like, to me, it's like leadership means you use your platform to empower others, you know? Yeah. And just to be there. And I think that's what, how, I mean, people just see you as a leader because you're fighting and saying for what you believe in and they'll do big, oh, I just agree with that. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so poetically put. So, yeah. Pee pee poo poo. Yeah. Pee pee poo poo. Oh my God. I love y'all so much. Like, I know I could fucking literally talk about nothing and everything forever with you guys we'll have to do a part two or something then truly i wish it was in person we got to do a video together fuck covid man like i want to be in the same room with y'all yeah i miss you guys too miss you guys performing getting crazy oh my god all right before i start crying um And thankfully, like, to anyone who's still listening to us, A, thank you for just tuning in and allowing us to have the space to just talk and gather and get our thoughts out, like, in community, because it's just, it'd be feeling like we just talking to ourselves nowadays in this fucking <laughs> pandemic. I've made, I, I'm holding my, my fucking alpaca uh, stuffed animal right now. And I'm like, this is my reality. Like, I only see the same two people every fucking day (laughs) and we've gone from like having like parties and drag shows every fucking day in real life to literally shooting your own shows uh editing your own fucking shows and marketing for yourself and hustling extra hard virtually so it's like there's a lot of like hardcore (laughs) isolation happening well isolation if you're doing this shit right if you're doing the pandemic navigating it to the best of your ability there's a lot of like isolation and like what is it called quarantine (laughs) are we still in quarantine what the fuck is happening y'all can (laughs) y'all tell me what day it is like are we still in quarantine because some folks are like acting like shit isn't happening and i'm like are y'all just gaslighting me did the pandemic end what the fuck oh my god sorry this is me zoning out (laughs) oh yeah no it just takes yeah i mean no matter what i think next year i'm just excited to have like all the big parties after all this shit's over and have like such an amazing like celebration at the end of Mm. all this and wait to see you guys 2021 is our year bro we gonna be out here throwing dildos around you know licking the same dildos like yes titties gonna be linked up like a fucking you know braid we're just gonna braid our titties but (laughs) before (laughs) i'm starting to disassociate y'all because i was thinking too much about like all the good times and then i'm like once Mm. we get off this podcast it's like it's gonna go back to normal our new normal our new normal yeah right it's like a harsh reality check where you're like always trying to hold space for the joy while being like 
after this, I have to put on my mask and go outside and sanitize my whole fucking body. And, you know, it's just fucking wild. But I'm really grateful that y'all took the time out of this random ass uh, Thursday (laughs) to like have this last minute podcast. Because what happened was uh, I saw the news on Facebook. Actually, no, someone uh, posted on Instagram and they were like, Magic Dyke, best of gay DC. Or it didn't even said it just said best drag king. And I was like, the fuck are you talking about? Like, and I was like, oh shit, best of gay DC. So like this was a very random impromptu uh podcast. And hopefully the people listening, hopefully you got something that relates to your art, something that like empowers you or makes you feel like, hey, it's okay to be different. I don't have to try to fight to be in somebody else's lane when they actively trying to push me out. You know, yeah. you don't have to try to like fit in when you were created to fucking stand out, you know? And no matter what, as much as you stand out, there's going to be someone looking at you like you're someone to them, you know? Mm. That's true. Cause a lot of people, like we get a lot of feedback. Like I don't, I can't speak for the rest of like performers, but like I get a lot of feedback from people just being like, Oh my God, you're the first like big tittied non-binary person that like embraces their masculinity and femininity and that just makes me more comfortable in my body or like you know I can't afford top surgery right now so like I'm trying to learn how to love my body things like that where you're just like it makes me want to fucking cry you know it's this is why I do what I do it's because I know that there's someone watching who's like yo I could be my fucking self and tell all these bitches to suck my titties if they don't like it and also (laughs) that would be a privilege if you got to suck my titties. So I'm not going to tell you that. (laughs) So like, do you have any last words to just the friends and maybe non-friends listening? Cause you know, they always watching and listening. Yeah, they are. (laughs) Enjoy this minutes of us talking and praising (laughs) ourselves. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But yeah, no, this has just been really fun. And to actually just meet you guys and kind of like, I don't know, learned like a whole new world that I never knew. It's just kind of like, it does like bring me a lot of joy to meet people that I've, that can expand the knowledge of what the, what there's out there and making me understand. And mm. it's just made me feel like I'm like a good person, better person. And, you know, I'm so glad just to be here with you guys. Aww. Ricky, Same. do you have any final words for the uh, friends or maybe non-friends who are... Uh... <laughs> checking on your shit yeah i mean same what desiree just said i'm so grateful for the space that you just created magic i'm grateful to know both of you and i'm grateful for everything that i've learned um in this community good the good and the bad and i do just want to reiterate um you know what we talked about earlier like we come off as these like angry folks and like you're damn right we are angry but at the end of the day, we're just passionate. We are passionate for change. And yeah, we're just, we're really, really trying to fight to foster and build this supportive community that we didn't come up in. And like, that's the only reason we're so loud about it because no one wants to hear us. Yeah. People Mm -hmm. aren't listening or so the only way to be heard is to yell. Um, So that's, that's the only reason that (laughs) we do what we do this way. Um, But I am optimistic for a brighter future. I'm optimistic that, you know, change will come. 
um, we just got to keep fighting. So keep fighting the good fight. Mm. That's, uh, y'all are just my favorite uh, bearded titty uh, Waluigi dicks out here. Like this is just, and if you don't understand that reference, it's uh, too long of a story for me to try to tell in like the last five minutes. (laughs) But uh, a quote that really resonates with me is, if you live by their applause, you'll die by their silence. So it's like, I don't do this shit for you. Like, you know, like we don't do this shit for their applause. Like we, cause then it's like when they stop clapping, you're going to be like, damn, am I good enough? Damn. You know, what did I do wrong? Do they like me? Do they hate me? It's like to have a purpose behind, behind your art is a beautiful thing. And like, if you don't understand why people are so passionate, you should probably check why you create your art. Like you should Mm -hmm. probably check yourself and sit with yourself and look in the mirror and be like, why do I do this shit? Because I'm trying to fit in. Why am I such a bully when people are just trying to live their fucking lives? Mm -hmm. Why do I put energy into literally talking about people that are literally doing better than me? Instead of of doing that, just join them. And because other people's success is your success if you make them flourish. That's like all you got to do, really. That's how I live it. That's how I want. You see me filming everyone, booking everyone, making sure everyone knows each other because it's about finding your click even or i guess you could say click or group or friends that will understand you no matter mm-hmm. how you know invalid you think your drag is because you don't have enough likes or applauses but mm-hmm. there are people watching and there are people listening for sure right and it's like people will only try to bring you down if you're above them like if you got to reach up to tear me down it's like i'm already above you in some way capacity or form you know so it's like to anyone listening that just might be like I'm trying to fit in into this pottery world or like just this I'm trying to do activism but I don't know where to start like activism starts with you fight for yourself fight for your people and it's a motherfucking revolution outside I don't know if you've been paying attention in 2020 but like if you're not fighting for something right now then like you don't need to be listening to this fucking podcast yeah go protest with Ricky and fucking vote Right. It's like if you're not if you're not fighting for something, we are pro ho, pro queer, pro sex workers. Fucking hate the word hate. I can't emphasize. I hate transphobic ass like LGBTQ plus people because it's like even within our own communities, we gotta fight these motherfuckers that we're supposed to be like together with. You know. So it's like if you're not angry about something, literally. Look the fuck outside. Let me just include uh, the whole transphobic thing. Uh, That includes like all types, not just, oh, I'm just booking the male to female or just the Mm -hmm. male drag king. We're talking about all types, male to Mm -hmm. female, all this other shit, non-binary, you know, woman drag performers. Like that's the transphobic shit that we're talking about. Not just, Mm -hmm. well, I booked the one person. It's like, I should not be the token in your fucking show or the token in anything. I'm not... I've already said this like in many fucking posts, but like I'm not here to be tokenized, fetishized, or none of that shit. So like if you don't see the value in my art and my humanity, then fuck you. Keep your fucking bookings and literally keep watching what the fuck I'm doing. Cause mm-hmm. I know you're watching. So You're it's like watching. The, always watching <laughs> from your little fake accounts. <laughs> look, look. Oh my God. But on a lighter note, to tie all this together, basically all I'm trying to say is if you don't understand why people are angry or full of passion, then you must be living in a lot of fucking privilege. Ooh. Use that fucking plate. Use Ooh. that shit for something. Can you say that one more time? Magic me? went off. <laughs> Stop. I said, if you don't understand why people are angry, passionate, fighting, 
you live in a whole lot of fucking privilege. If you Magic just put his hung for. horse cock on the table right there. <laughs> oh my <God>. Boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this has been the Life of Magic <laughs> podcast and our beautiful fucking guests, Desiree Dick and Ricky Rose. You can follow them on social media. Of course, I will tag them in this description and literally if you follow me on social media you always see them on my stories because like i stand and i fucking live for them wow yes make sure you go follow all of them and check out um oddball october 30th you are in it and me yeah and it's gonna be a halloween special and make sure you go buy your tickets and see what me and mike are coming up (laughs) (laughs) you're the only person that can call me mike you know that right (laughs) well i put magic and dyke together I know. That's why I was like, I know there's a reason for this. I have I have English problems. I'm sorry. Oh no, it's not a problem, baby. <laughs> English is not my first language, so I don't give a fuck about the colonizers. Mine's language. all about tongue. Mm. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ricky, where can we find you? Hi, you can find me on Instagram. I'm kind of on TikTok trying. Um and I finally have a Twitch channel up. Uh so Trying to do one show monthly, so stay tuned because we got some Scorpio season coming up in November. And Freaky Leaks coming out to play. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me, and I hope y'all have a beautiful day. Do something nice for yourself. Drink some water, eat some food. Take a good dump. Take a good (laughs) shit. Make sure you shit and literally. You can take a shit and masturbate simultaneously. Ooh, don't tease me with a good time. (laughs) All right, y'all. On that note, I will uh, sign off, and I hope to see you next time. I promise I'm going to be making more fucking content, y'all. Like, it's going to be 2020. We're going to make the best of whatever the fuck time we have left. And go vote. subscribe and vote. (laughs) Subscribe, vote, like, follow, share. Do the things. We love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, Magic, for having me. Love you, Ricky. Love you.